Hey guys, you're listening to Metal Matters, a weekly Gimme Radio podcast. I'm your host, Mike Hill. If you like metal, punk, hardcore, or anything extreme, you've come to the right place. So subscribe and never miss out. I had the chance to hang out with Blaine Cook of the Accused AD when they rolled through Brooklyn prior to their appearance at this year's Maryland Death Fest. He was kind enough to set aside some time pre-show down in the subterranean green room of St. Vitus. So there's a sort of live feel to the interview. You can hear people talking in that goddamn ice machine. Blaine is one of the architects of crossover thrash. He was the singer on the accused's Martha Splatterhead back in 1985. That was one of the early attempts at combining metal and hardcore punk. And for those of you who have been listening to this podcast for a while, we had an episode, the crossover episode, dedicated to the crossover sound, and we talk a lot about The Accused. You can check out the new Accused AD record, The Ghoul in the Mirror, or better yet, go check them out on tour. If you're enjoying the show, give us a like on Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram as Michael underscore DC underscore Hill. Tell your friends about it, share it on social media, and all that jazz. So how does it feel to be back out on the road, Blaine? Oh, it's great. Yeah, we drove We drove straight through. Took, we, uh, we drove straight through. took us uh, just about 50 hours. Yeah, yeah, we left. 50 hours. 50 hours, yeah. We left Seattle uh, Sunday afternoon around 3.30, and we pulled into, we pulled into uh, our hotel, I think at about 7 o'clock on Tuesday. Wow. Yeah. Damn, that's a stiff drive, man. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what you got to do. You know? Otherwise, it's like... Did you break the drive up at all? It just kind of like- uh, we we sw- we switched drivers. So I mean, our, our bass player Steve, he can he's kind of an insomniac, so so he can stay awake uh, at night, and uh, so he would he would drive till like three thirty, four thirty in the morning, and then uh, we'd we'd pull over, and I'd I'd get in his seat, and we'd you know, kind of kind of kind of rest until the sun came up, and then then we're off. Now, do you like that early morning when the sun rises when you're doing these drives, man? I do. I, I kind of like that yeah. myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of get this other burst of energy, like a new yes. burst of energy. Yeah, yeah. And I get up early anyway, you know, so yeah. I'm, 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 yeah, I kind of like that. Now, one of the most important questions I have about travel, that, that sort of cross-country travel, do you like the Love's Truck Stop coffee better than Pilot? That's a real stumper, isn't it? That is that is a real stump. I, you know, and you go to the trucks, truck stock stops now. They've got um, like all these different levels of coffee. Yeah. They have some that's got like fucking extra caffeine and yep. all this extra shit in there. It's like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of scared of that. So yeah, that scares me too, yeah. actually. Yeah. And being yeah. being a coffee aficionado myself. Yeah, you know, I hate to be you know the you know I hate to say it, but you know we we do tend to hit up the Starbucks just because we do we do we do drip coffee and we know that that's what. We know what we're gonna get when we go there. You know, it's you know definitely not our favorite spot to go, but it's kind of like a tried and true. I kind of feel the same way about Starbucks. I mean, when I'm home, I, I never never go to Starbucks. No, no, not know? at all. I, I don't go out for coffee. Yeah, yeah. All. I make it at home, yeah. or you know, I go to like a place I know that's got good coffee. Yeah. But uh, sometimes you got to do what you got to do out there. You yeah. know, and yeah. it's like you get these rest stops. I know, like the Ohio Turnpike always has 
Starbucks coffee there, you know, all the different rest stops. Well, although we did, we had, we had stopped off at, uh, on the, uh, I think it was on that turnpike, and the, uh, the, the service state area that we st- stopped off at to, to, to rest, they had a Starbucks and a Burger King and a couple other things that were, you know, a little bit more desirable, and then we ended up leaving. And then the next one that we stopped off at, had it had Dick, you know, it was just, like, fucking terrible, and yeah. Alex, Alex was pissed. It's like, what happened? You know, we, we were supposed to wake up at this place and had everything, <laughs> and now you guys drove, and it's like, yeah, it was terrible. So before we get into the accused stuff, I want to ask you about uh, the farts, um, you know, discography being available again. So how do you feel about all that stuff just being out there for mass, you know, for the for new kids and new fans to get into that kind of stuff? Oh, it's great. You know, I mean, I, I mean, that's I think that stuff. Um, I, I was contacted by them. I think that was in 90, 99. So it was actually it was kind of a weird coincidence. My wife and I were down in the Bay Area, and it's like right when we got back. You know, they, they, they contacted me to say that they, you know, they wanted to, uh, you know, re-release the stuff again. So, yeah, they kind of put everything, um, they put everything on this, on one record, you know, because this fucking world still stinks. And then, uh, and then we, we, you know, got together and we, we started playing again, you know, with, uh, it, uh, with, you know, kind of like the original Steve, Steve, Steve Hart, Paul Soldier, and then we, we had a, had a different, uh, a, di- a different drummer, Carl, Carl Fowler, who came to drum with us, and then, uh, yeah, we did that for a while, and then Paul Soldier. He really, you know, I mean, we. I like to. I like to play. I like to play play music. That's what. That's what I like yeah. to do. Paul wasn't really into it, so we actually got Alex Magabrain, who I played with in the Accused, and at that point in time, he was in another band playing guitar called the Hot Rod Lunatics. So he was kind of doing du- du- double duty, and he came to came to play with us, and uh, then we kind of like re-recorded, redid like like the first Farts record. Okay, and we kind of did that. We did that on our own, and then. Uh, then Jello saw that we did it, and it's like he's going, "What the fuck, man?" It's like we'll put it out. So, yeah, they put it out, and we ended up, you know, putting out one one more record, one more record with them as well. Yeah. Any uh, any any touring plans for the farts? Now, uh, Steve Steve he passed away about a year and a half oh, ago. Wow. Um, so I mean, it's kind it's you know kind of I'm I'm left, and you know, Loud, who was the original drummer. Um, he he you know does something else right now, and he play plays guitar. Paul Soldier um, doesn't. He's kind of more of a recluse, and then like our original original guitar player, um, T- Tommy Hansen, he's actually a, uh, he's an author right now, and he's a he's written a book called American Junkie. Okay. Because um, he was a he was a junkie, and he was a heroin dealer to uh, you know a lot of the uh, uh, rock rock guys in in Seattle, you know, in that uh, in that late eighties late eighties type of the deal. And actually, his book was uh, adapted into a play. Really? That, yeah, did a short run. Yeah, about about two months ago. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So there was an 11 year, roughly, I think, 11 years of a sort of a hiatus with the band, with the accused. Okay. And, yeah, we, uh, well, yeah, we did the, we did the, uh, the last kind of reunion kind of go around thing. Yeah. That was about, about 14 years ago. Was, uh, was, was Tommy Neymar involved in that or? He, he was involved in that. Yeah. During, okay. in, in that last one. And, uh, it was, it was kind of like around the same time where that, that Metallica movie came out. Oh yeah, you know okay. what I mean. Some so kind I kind of monster, some kind of monster. Yeah. So I kind of thought, yeah. in, in my mind, I kind of thought this was going to be one of these deals where you know, hey, we're all going to get together. You know, waters, waters under the bridge. Everything's going to be cool. You know, I really had to, t- you had to talk Alex um, uh, into coming back and doing it. And um, at that point in time, I just by, by chance ran into uh, one of our drummers, Steve Nelson. Uh, as I was walking in downtown Seattle, and uh, you know, he was down, so we got together and did it, and it just, you know. It it just really what wasn't a positive, it just really wasn't a positive deal. So, um, you know, we did it we did it for a while, and then we, you know, just too much trouble to like coordinate you know, like personality type stuff. Um, 
you know, it's it's so far past the pull date on some of that stuff. I mean, I, I could get into it, but I mean, at this point in time, there's really doesn't really, um, you know, I could I could say things that aren't very flattering, but I don't know that it's no, it's really necessary. Yeah. And uh, you know, at this point where we are right now, because we have some stuff that's stuff that's going on with that. You know, if anything, I I regret that actually that we got together and did it on really? that on that last go around. Okay. Um, I think I think had we had we waited, you know, because it's you know the way music is so cyclical, you know. I think you know what what we've done now. I think people have a more appreciation for now than they than they did. Ten, yeah, ten, the ten, kind ten, of ten, crossover, ten, yeah, ten like or sort of vibe. Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it's funny. There are quite a few bands these days that I think are trying to fly that flag a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, Power Trip is one of them, and you know, it's, yeah. but you know, that they're calling it crossover, but like it's. Really, there's only one wave of crossover that well, you can only cross over once to thrash and hardcore. Really, you know well, that's I mean? what that was the whole idea of crossover. It was kind of <laughs> you, you kind of it was kind of like a, a, a marriage of, of those different kids. You know, the hardcore kids were getting into metal, and the metal yeah. kids were getting into hardcore. And I think once it turns into a genre, kind of a deal, it's not. It's just not the same. Yeah, it's it's because then the the sort of the the blueprints are already set. And that's you know, there's a roadmap right. and all and, that sort of stuff. And as you very well know, I mean, that's how so much music is is now. I mean, the blueprint is already yeah. set. And it's like you decide, hey, I want to I want to do like a, a band like Venom. It's like, well, then you go and you do a band, band like Venom. There's a ton like of Venom. other bands you can play with too. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute because um, I think that younger listeners might not appreciate uh, you know the actual the sort of obstacle of crossing over sometimes because. You know, when I, I mean, you know, I'm an older guy. You know, I, in the '80s, I was at shows. I was first. I was a metalhead. Then I started getting into like Black Flag and Circle Jerks and some of the New York hardcore stuff. Yeah. And then I tried to go some some of those shows, and there was like a very very different vibe between like a metal show and like a hardcore show. And, yeah. You know, totally. You're, you're you're in the Farts, which yeah. is a, a hardcore punk band. Yeah. And uh, so, from your perspective, especially in Seattle, which is like in the '80s wasn't necessarily on the beaten path for a lot of like you know there's like san francisco la like new york no, we got we got more like bands from canada yeah. you know like doa, like DOA and, yeah. and the subhumans you know they'd come down i mean we got you know we got some <clears throat> some of the california bands but not you know not as many because yeah it's it's a hoof from you know san francisco or, yeah. or even la you know to come up and yeah that's like uh just to get it's like a, a 12 14 hour drive i think from like san francisco to make it up just to portland i think yeah, yeah, it's just yeah. about about, about four, If you go balls out, Portland, you can get yeah. Seattle, San Francisco in fourteen hours, yeah, and like you know, that. then you know, uh, LA's you know another another eight or so. Yeah, that's a, here on the East Coast. That's another thing that people uh, don't have an appreciation for is how far away everything is on the on the West Coast. Oh yeah, like yeah. out here, it's like you got Boston, Philly, New York, shows in Jersey. Baltimore is only three or four hours from here. Yeah, you know, you can hit like four or five different cities. But you got to plan things out when you go out west. Yeah, totally. You know? Yeah. So in the beginning days, did you guys foray out, you know, much from the from the northwest at all? Oh, we did. Yeah. Did, yeah. yeah. I mean, we did. I mean, I because that's just kind of like what you did. I mean, you yeah. model. I mean, you, like I mean, a lot of the stuff. Um, you know, if you, you like in the Black Flag books, you know, they talk about how they do that. And I think you just kind of you saw what other bands did. It's like this is what other bands do. You know, so it's like we're other bands. So we're going to go play Portland. We're going to go play San Francisco. Um, yeah, we did that. We did that stuff. Just same as like putting out your own record. It's like, well, yeah. this is what this is this is what you do. You know, that's funny that you know. I mean, I, I I'm a huge Black Flag fan. They're like 
probably the most important band to me out of my entire musical like you know life you know doa doesn't get the credit they deserve though for really going out there and hitting the road though i think that like in in the bigger picture you know everyone's like oh yeah black flag they they set the precedent for diy touring but doa actually was was out there just as hard if not harder than black flag maybe a little bit earlier than that yeah. yeah, I think Black Flag, I think what they, they, they did stuff that other bands didn't do, because back when you, I mean, like they would mail flyers, you know, ahead of time, and they, they were doing, you know, had a, had a, a you know, finger on that, on that pulse of that little bit of extra, you call it now marketing or whatever, sure. promotion, you know, that other people didn't do. Um, and that's kind of stuff that we did, you know, in, in the accuse of that at that point. I was like, people didn't know, it's like, yeah, you can start mailing a bunch of shit out to people, and like, that's how, you know, it's, and of course, obviously it's so, so much more dif- difficult now. Yeah, you oh, yeah, there's a lot more bands yeah, doing told stuff. Yeah, a lot now. more bands and yeah. yeah. So um So Martha Splatterhead, like are you a horror fan? Um no, I I'm not not as much as I was when I was younger, but yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz like, you know, they always talk about splatter rock and you know the accused and all right. that and and uh was that something that was an influence on the band at all? The, the horror stuff, yeah. stuff definitely. And and originally, you know, we called our music splatter rock. I mean, that's kind of uh, how we, th- that was our term for our version of crossover. Right. You know, so that was just kind of like how we splattered all of our different influences. You know, that that was ca- kind of more like the original idea for splatter rock. Later on, it became, you know, more like known that, we, you know, we like horror movies. And, 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 you know, it's like, you know, when you get old, it's like, well, I'm the old guy. You know, things are so much different. But, I mean, back then, it's like not everybody had a VCR. That's you, true. You know, um you know some of that stuff if you couldn't go get it at the local video rental place um or you'd rent yourself the little the little the little video cassette player or whatever oh yeah i remember those days where you can actually rent a vcr from yeah, the spot yeah, yeah yeah you know and it's uh you know the video tape trading that's if you were luckily lucky enough to know some guy that happened to have the money to have two VCRs that was able to, to do it, you know, so a lot of that stuff was a lot, a whole lot harder to come by, and some of the stuff, you know, stuff you really only heard about, Yeah. you know. Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, just even, even in my, I mean, I, I'm a huge horror fan, too, and, like, you would hear about these movies, they're they almost like folklore about certain films. Right. Like, I remember there was this, this uh, Asian film called Man Behind the Sun, and I was, like, I would read about it in, like, all these horror mags, and I'm, like, someday I have to find this, and then there was, like, video search of Miami or whatever there was like some I remember getting this catalog that it was like basically a bootleg catalog off of you they would dupe VCR VHS tapes off of uh, laser discs right and it was like oh yeah this is like a club so the contribution goes towards materials to make these things so that's how they explained away the bootleg aspect of it but Nowadays, it's like you can watch all this stuff on your phone somewhere. You know? On your phone or get it on YouTube. Yeah, or YouTube. It's crazy. Yeah, you know? yeah. With the, with the new lineup, um, like who's, uh, who, you know, who, who are these guys that are in the band now? Are they from, from other bands? So, re- so when, we, when we stopped playing with Tom, um, yeah. uh, Alex, Alex, Steve, and myself, we started this other band called Toe Tag. Okay. Um, and we, we'd, uh, I mean, like pretty much like immediately. And then we had like 10 or 12 songs without even having a bass player. Um, and then we uh, we recruited a buddy of ours, uh, uh, Steve McVeigh, to come and play bass. Um, I mean, pretty, uh, we we're calling ourselves the Accused AD because we get we get more. I mean, we get we get more stroke. I mean, we're yeah. we're provided we're provided more opportunities. Um, you know, people care. You know, like the music that we're making. I mean, it's it's toe tag. We're not 
we're, we haven't, you know, set out to try to emulate or copy or imitate, you know, what we did back sure. then because this is the kind of kind of music we make now. Yeah, because it is different, definitely. Yeah. Like new, I mean, it's it's like yeah. your own thing. It's yeah. not just like you know a carbon copy of what the right. older accused records right. are. Right, and we want to be, you know, we we you know we play play the old songs. Uh, we like to play the new songs, but you know, I, you know, there's there's there are some older bands that kind of pretty much are only they only play songs that are like you know 30 years old and it just seems kind of kind of weird that you you know you'd think you'd want to it's like i don't know if, if they're scared to, to write new material and that people aren't going to like it and yeah. they just want to they just want to rest on what, what they've done in the past i mean we like we like to play live and that's that's what we like that's what we like to do and we like to alex loves guy fucking loves to play guitar um and he loves loves writing music and you know coming up with riffs and i mean that's kind of it's funny you mention that because you know being here in new york city in Brooklyn, uh, there, there's a band here in Brooklyn that legendary band only plays music that's 30 years old. Yeah, and I'll leave it at that. Yeah, for fear of getting uh, jumped in the streets. Right. Yeah. I'm just gonna say that. Right. That's that's what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the video, I saw this new video that you guys yeah. have out, and uh, so uh, you know, there's definitely some horror elements in that. Like, how did you guys uh, come up with the idea for that? Who 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 uh, filmed it? Like, uh, this uh, guy, his name is uh, Jason Frost, and he has this thing called uh, Black Black State Productions. And um, actually, I did I didn't know the guy. I was at. Uh, 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 music store at the end of last summer uh, picking up some uh, some speaker stands and uh, he just kind of r- ran into me as I was leaving and right. uh, hey, he told me who he was and he did videos and uh, you know a lot of times you meet people and they say shit and it's like oh, yeah. Yeah, and they don't it's like uh, you're just talking out your ass yep. and, you know and he, he was you know kept riding me and it's like well okay it's like we're going to be recording so we're going to have some new material and you know we'll see if we can get something going and you know you know, next next thing I know, you know, we've given him the music, and he's already, you know, come up with a slow, uh, you know, uh, storyline, you know, and uh, yeah, he, yeah, the video is cool. Yeah, he he pretty much, you know, did it, you know. I mean, for like, you know, for me being like a, a you know, fan of horror films, and you know, it definitely has that sort of like dark, you know, woods serial murder, but with a revenge twist in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so. he actually got it was a screened at a at a horror movie. Uh, 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 thing that happened just about a month ago in Seattle. Oh, cool. Yeah. So the name of that song is Juego Terminado. Yeah. That, did I say it the right way? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Game Game Over. Yeah. It, it, it was originally we, we originally it was uh, uh, we we it was the Game Over in, in German, but uh, we kind of thought you know the way people uh, people read stuff into oh, stuff yeah. that's not true. I mean now you gotta you gotta watch how you hold your hands or something next to you. That, know, somebody's got a they've taken a picture of you and you're you're flashing something. It's like no dude I'm just I'm holding up my hand. I'm I'm dude, not I'm not like doing anything. You know I so, didn't I didn't even realize that the OK symbol was like a white power gesture these days. I, I didn't either. Well that it used to be the game. I mean we we used to play that game. You put your and if you didn't see it you know you you punch, you'd, you'd punch yeah, the guy. Yeah. You know yep, and, totally. and now now it's like you're you're condemned because you don't. You're not up on what, well, because they've appropriated this thing, you know, and it's like, I mean, I can't, I see, I see people get, get in a, a lot of, in, in Seattle, a lot of criticism and stuff, you know, because they have these, you know, these white power guys or whatever going to show up at your bar. It's like, fuck, how do you, how the fuck do you know who these guys are, man? It's like, you know, and it's like some of these businesses, they get, they get ruined, you know, because people start saying that, you know, you're providing, it's like, these guys are just there. I, I don't, I, yeah. fuck, man, I don't, I don't know, you know? Well, I mean, like, one of the things, I mean, I'm sure you probably experienced this in the old days, where there were actually, I mean, here, you know, the East Coast, in the 80s, you would go to shows, and there would be, like, like sketchy guys at the shows. Oh, you know? Oh, yeah. But, like, that, 
level of intensity from then is like you can't even compare that to what's going on anything that's going on now as far as like the presence of of like a sketchy factor you know what i mean like you wouldn't you wouldn't know someone had views like that at all no. today no until someone decides on the internet to say that this guy oh yeah well this guy over here is a a known you know sympathizer of some certain political yeah. movement or whatever and then suddenly everything around him around that particular person whether or not it's true well, you know might be true might not be true suddenly you're condemned into this nether world of like sketchy beliefs and all this yeah, sort of yeah, stuff yeah that's you know and and as far as like that okay thing i think it's kind of like it's a real drag that people are allowing these other groups to sort of usurp these hand gestures or whatever you know it's like just be like no the okay symbol means it's okay it doesn't yeah. mean white power you know i know it's still on my phone and, and an emoji you know what i mean <laughs> it's like somebody needs to talk to these if it's that you know yeah get totally that fucking shit removed you know yeah. I, mean, I don't, don't want to accidentally hit that and somebody oh, you know somebody something? thinks i'm sending sending something to him you Dude, know I, you know i didn't even realize there was an okay emoji on. oh yeah list. yeah yeah totally wow yeah see now that that's that's a problem yeah right <laughs> So the new record, you recorded that with Jack and Dino. Yeah. All right. Now, do you work with him before? Yeah. Yeah. We, he's pretty much, that's the guy that's in guy. Seattle that we, that we work with. I yeah. mean, he was the guy for a lot of, a lot of the early 90s and, you yeah. know, and he did like that, you know, High on Fire records, things like that. Oh, he's yeah. done Bruce, done Bruce Dickinson. I mean, the guys, yeah, he's, he's, he's done more shit than you could, that I, that I'm even aware of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Any, anyone out there who, who wasn't familiar with the name Jack and Dino, do me a favor and look through your record collection under production credits and you'll find that name on I guarantee you about half of your collection yeah you know Tad like all these the oh well people. no obviously Nirvana you Nirvana, know well, um, yeah. you know I mean, Soundgarden I mean yeah, yeah right you know um, yeah. yeah he's he's a great guy I mean we've been doing stuff with him for I mean even since before before all that stuff when he when he first started started working in Seattle I always thought I thought it was two people because they you know they would say Jack and Dino and I thought it was Jack and Oh, I got and, you. Yeah. Jack and, and, Dino, and Dino, you know, you know, right. I always thought it was two people, you know, until I, you know, finally met him. And you know, it's a band I really loved, and it's like I never really felt like they got their due. It was a band called Skinyard. Yeah. That that Jack was in. Yeah, yeah. And also uh, Ben McMillan. Ben, ben, who ben went McMillan, on yeah. To be Grunt right. Truck. Yes. And some of the members of you know the accused were in Grunt Truck too. Yeah. Actually, actually, at one point in time, Grunt Truck was the accused with a different singer. With ben singing. Yeah. The, the late, unfortunately. Yeah. The late, yeah. 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 That was a band that I really loved from that time, and like, because um, I, I lived out in uh, Anacortes. Yeah, actually, I did live in Anacortes, Washington, for about six months, and I lived in Bellingham for about a year. Okay, yeah. And that's where I got my whole sort of um, education on the Northwest, like music, underground music scene, and that's where I found out about the Accused. It's like in the early '90s. Yeah. Um, you know, Skinyard, the U Men. Like all that stuff that a few years later was going to become like a little bit more widely known in like the national consciousness of commercial music, you know what I mean? But yeah, there's there's a ton of great bands from that era, man. And uh, so, how's the tour been so far? This is our first first show. Wait, wait, you mean tonight is the first? Yeah. Right, you drove fifty hours. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I just assume that the. That, Wow. And, you know, really one one of the main reasons that we drove, well, aside from the fact that this is a holiday weekend and the airfare was like fucking insane, because we wanted to play on our our own gear, you know, Uh so a lot of, you know, we do a lot of these things where we, you know, we fly ourselves in, you know, contrary to what people believe, it's like we, I mean, we're, we're we're not into this for money, a lot of stuff, you know, we, we pay, 
we, we pay to get ourselves there because we like we like to have fun, you know. Yeah, what I mean, totally. life experiences. Uh, so yeah, no. Uh, so we are happy to bring our own gear because sometimes we do these shows it's like, oh my god, you guys are, you know, uh, they're. The, the gear is not doesn't really we're yeah, not able yeah. to not able to get the sound that you know really represents what we do with some of the gear yeah definitely playing on your own gear is, is preferable yeah like but going to europe like sometimes you never know yes like what's going to be waiting for you on the other side yeah so how are you feeling though physically you're ready to rock tonight oh yeah 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 that, yeah, yeah. we yeah, we, we we partied a bit yesterday we ran into uh, uh met a guy um, adam that's in a band the toilet boys yeah i heard of them yeah, yeah so yeah if you sent me a message and wanted to hook up and then uh, met up with a uh, uh guy named uh, J- jimmy velez who's from puerto rico that i've been uh, i guess we call uh, pen-, pen pals with for you know at least at least the past 10 years and uh, he he flew in i guess it was a hardcore festival somewhere here yeah there, there's uh, uh there's i think um black and blue ball yeah, was recently yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so mm-hmm. he, he flew up to that and then he's going to come you know come to see us play and then they're going to fly to uh, uh vegas for the for i the can punk, imagine punk you guys bowling. i can oh yeah yeah that's that's a I, someday yeah. i'd like to check that out yeah. but uh, i could see you guys playing black and blue ball like originally it was like very um new york hardcore centric but in the last few years uh you know it's been sort of they've been having you know fly-ins they had a a a obviously a different lineup but they had discharge play a few years ago with mm-hmm. the, the different singer they have now right yeah um you know so i could see the accused i could see yeah. an invite coming to you guys yeah. definitely yeah. yeah the new discharge is all right yeah it's pretty cool yeah. yeah yeah they played the last time they played in seattle yeah bones was supposed to play guitar with them but i guess uh, I, I don't know i heard i heard two stories uh, two, two two stories that it was yeah bones and the drummer didn't didn't come into the country so I heard two stories at one that uh, that they didn't have their visas and then the other one was where they didn't think that the deal uh, the, t- the tour financially wasn't it wasn't a good enough deal for them to do it so yeah so they played that's yeah it's, that sounds like a very European yeah. thing yeah that's happened right but they're I've good heard, that's heard, you know yeah, yeah, I mean that, 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 that new record it's, it's you know it's, it's discharge you know yeah it's pretty cool I, I mean I, I, I like the old stuff Myself. Yeah, nothing's gonna keep, yeah. yeah compared to yeah. those first those first records, you know. Yeah, definitely. So uh, the vinyl, you guys are doing some special packaging with the new vinyl. Yeah. Is that what you want to give us a rundown on what that's all about? Um, it's this uh, uh, the guy Scott Rosell that does uh, Black Black House Records. Um, uh, that was all, you know. His that's a good thing about having a label do it, you know, because he he pays for everything. Yeah, totally. he, he does all the he does all the work. Um, yeah, no, he just picked the he picked the vinyl colors. Um, they they really uh, he he picked them so they kind of really blended well with the, with the color uh, the coloring of, of the cover yeah. and the coloring of the of the inner, inner labels you know so it ha- ha- has a nice flow to it um, you know because sometimes colored vinyl it's it's like you know it's green but it's like okay well it's green but it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't kind of flow you know what I mean yeah definitely yeah or sometimes they get just too crazy with the colors and it doesn't go at all yeah there's some, yeah there's some of the new stuff I don't particularly care for myself but yeah. that's just that's just me you know vinyl though it's funny like you know, people always, they always try to count vinyl out. They're like, oh, yeah, streaming. Everything's going to be streaming. But I feel like in the metal and punk and hardcore world, that that's really where vinyl lives. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, even cassettes are coming back. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, you know, we did a, we, we did a limited release of the record, um, you know, on, on cassette, you know. Yeah, look. Is it like, you know, it's funny. I, I actually buy cassettes, but I don't have any way of listening to them. Oh, right. I don't well, have got, a, I don't have a working cassette player yeah, anymore. Well, you got to get one. Yeah, I picked I picked up a little Nakamichi one yeah, a couple of years ago, and yeah, yeah. 
I mean, I buy them because they're they're cool, you know. Yeah. And then I buy the LP, you know. So I have like or whatever, you know, or even some some odd curio or something that's only available. I'll buy it, and I'll have the understanding that someday I'll get a working cassette player. Cause right. I, I had one up until about a year ago, and then I tried to play a cassette and it ate it. Oh so yeah, yeah. That's the thing about the mechanical world is that it's um, prone to malfunction. I guess. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So um. What are some of your favorite regions of the country to play? I, mean, I like playing everywhere. I mean, you know, I don't, uh, I, I like to travel. I like, you know, I mean, yesterday we, I guess we're staying in uh, kind of like in, in Queens, um, Long Island, Long Island City. Long Island City, yeah, yeah it's I right mean, over the little bridge over yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, we just, we walked for, I mean, we must, we must have walked 10 miles. I mean, we just, you know, I just like, you know, I like just, I like tripping around and, you know, checking out the city. Um, yeah, I don't, there is no... I just like to play. There's no no specific place, right you know. I mean, there's places I'd like to go that I haven't been able to go. Where, where, where are some uh, of those places? Love, love to be able to go to Japan. Um, you I'm know. surprised you guys haven't played Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd like, like, like to do uh, South, South America, you know. Um, but, you know, everybody's, you know, we're older. Everybody's got a job and they got yeah. lives and stuff. You know, we can only get out. We can only get out so much. And So the set list for this tour, um, is it, you know, mostly stuff off the new album or uh, we, we, we start off with like I think four, four or five new songs and then we do a, do a bunch of older ones uh, after that that's yeah. cool yeah yeah because there's definitely uh, like you know, the difference in sound of, between the older you know the newer material I should say like stylistically I wouldn't say it's crossover I would just say it has more of this like well I'll let you describe what you're doing I, I think it's it's more um kind of some of the stuff we do sometimes we call it it's a little self-indulgent because we what we do is we don't do we don't make music to please other people yeah. we're doing it to please ourselves so it's you know kind of a little self-indulgent maybe um it's definitely more 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 guitar more, more guitar dri driven and when, when we record now it's like we don't have two guitar players so you know we record we record live there's the one one guitar track because that's how we that's that's how we sound live um uh yeah it's just i think it's uh I mean, there's there's some heavy stonery stuff. You yeah. know, there's there's a couple of fast faster things on there. I mean, it's just kind of like. Now, ly lyrically, like, where are you coming from as far as like some of the lyrics? Lyrically, it's still the same. I've got some I've got some horror. You know, death, death, the death and destruction, despair, mi misery. You know, um, all the good stuff. Yeah. All the all the good stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's one of the things about metal and hardcore and punk and all that is that it seems like it never really goes out of style because there's always new generations of like disaffected youth that need something to like use to help them get through some of the frustrating times in their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I'm just glad that I found this kind of music too, you know, like as a, as a younger man, you know, growing up, not really uh, feeling like I fit in too well. Oh, totally. And yeah. it's good to know that there are other people out there that have the same experiences. Yeah. 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 No, it's a great, it's a great, great outlet, you know? Yeah. Do you keep up on any of the, the more recent horror stuff at all? Um, what did I, uh, I think I watched the first Insidious a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Some, some of the newer stuff I don't, I, the, the, it's still like, like too atmospheric or something. I, I some of it I, I don't, I don't get, you know, uh, heredit, hereditary. Heredit, oh yeah. 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 I watched that. I mean, that was, you know, that, that, that was, that was pretty good. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that one. Yeah. Um. That's you know, like you mentioned about the streaming stuff. I mean, the way it is now. I mean, you get you get on your you get on your thing, and you're just like 
sometimes it's just like I don't even. Oh yeah. Yeah. Today I watched three movies today or over the weekend. I just you know I watched you know it's like I don't eat some. Sometimes it's just like a it's like a blur. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stuff, man. Because I I do a, I do another horror podcast actually where we uh, we'll do like an old movie and a new movie and just talk about you know whether or not we like it or what we like about it or you know if this one rips off this Italian director or something like right, that. Right. Right. So. But anyway, um, you know, thanks for, uh, for for your time. Oh, thank you. And uh, looking forward to seeing you guys play tonight. Yeah. And, um, you know, thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. Awesome. Happy Thursday. It's Thursday. Right? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, it is Thursday. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's it for this week's episode of Metal Matters, a Gimme Radio weekly podcast. Tune in next week and see what we have in store for you. The show is available on all streaming platforms, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, etc. Also, be sure to check out Gimme Radio, streaming on the web, iOS, or Android. For one of the best metal communities, exclusive merch, interviews with artists, and so much more. I'll catch you guys next week. Take care.